Kokorongo kite tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Kopapa relevant, kopapa out of bounds Kopapa exigent, kopapa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Kopapa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani kani move that body E ngai hore titi, e ngai hore tata, te nei te reo whakamiha ki a kūtau katoa, e are are maina ki a māua ko tariau e whakapāhoatuana i konei i te awamutu i te ipurau te punua pāho tuatahi. A te wānanga o te roa, tēnā kūtau katoa. Tēnā rā tātau e te iwi, e mihi ana ki a tātau. My name's Tariya. My name's Praone. I am from Ngārua Wahia. Waikato, tūranga waiwai te marae, ngāti mahuta te hapu. Tēnā koutou, raukawa ki whare pūhunga, ngāti takehiku and ngāti mania poto. Toi! Welcome everybody to our first hōtaka of Taringa. Taringa is the name of our podcast, our punua pāho. So this podcast is all about te reo Māori, tikanga Māori, kaupapa Māori, kaupapa Māori, and it's just a way for us to help everyone. Mm. It's sharing our knowledge with everybody around the motu. Definitely, and we're proud to be broadcasting from the bustling metropolis of Taumutu, <laughs> from the studios of Te Ipuro, um, which is the media unit of Te Wānongo Te Roa. And just to support in Tautoko Wat Tareau, it's our pleasure to present to you some kaupapa that we hope will encourage you to use Te Reo Māori and encourage your thinking around te reo Māori and inspire you as well. And we think that we've got some cool kaupapa lined up for us to talk to you about, along with some guest speakers that will come in through the various episodes of Taringa. So, yeah. Ko te kaupapa nei ko Taringa, this, this punua pāho, this podcast is bilingual, mostly in te reo Pākehā about kaupapa Māori and te reo, but later on down the track we'll be releasing another Punua Pāho, Pāho. which will be completely in Te Reo Māori. The first kaupapa is kupu kupu kupu. So in this section we'll be talking about Te Reo itself. So it might be a'o, whakatauki, kiwaha, some little phrases that we use, as well as just talking about Te Reo Māori and the kōrero that we use every day. The following week, Kaupapa Tūrua is Iwi o Te Wiki and we've got our magic pōtai and we pull out an iwi every week. It could be your iwi. And we'll talk about some of the history to do with that particular iwi, their whakatauki, tribal sayings, um, location and maybe even some of their waiata, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's Iwi o Te Wiki. Our next kaupapa is Once Upon a Timer. So this kaupapa will be telling you some stories. Some pakiwaitara, some pūrāko. Could be Maui in the sun. It could be Hinemoi and Tutanekai. But it could also be kōrero from our kuia from back home. Kāpoi. And when we get to the last kaupapa, which will be the fourth week of the month, is Tikanga 101. And... I don't want to say tikanga for dummies, but it's probably tikanga for the culturally challenged. But then sometimes it could be talking about tikanga or some of our customs and practices that maybe need to be demystified. 
And as we go along, we'll be able to have some interaction from you, the listeners, on our Pukamata page once we've set it up. And we can discuss all sorts of tikanga there. So wherever you are, or if you're like me, it might be tōtaringa because I can only hear in one ear. Ahuaturi te rātou. Aye, tinoturi actually. This is the first one and uh, we want this to be a long line of whakapapa of podcasting to come. Our kaupapa for today will be kupu kupu kupu. Kupu kupu kupu. And we'll also have a guest speaker coming up soon. His name is Dr. Rangima Tama. And he'll be talking to us a little bit about the stars and some of the traditional practices that we used back in the day. Ka pai. Tēnā koe, Now this, the kaupapa matua of, of this week's punua pāho is kupu kupu kupu. And I'm just reading on our handy little paper here. This will be a discussion about something to do with the reo. The language. <laughs> Can be a or or fakatoki or something, a word, phrase, funny sayings. So actually, Tariao and I were just out before we came in to do our punua paho. We were talking about some things we could possibly speak about, call it all about. Eventually, we'll we'll get to fakatoki, which are our proverbs, and what else do we think we'd talk about? Get to our kiwaha, our kiwaha slang, colloquial sayings, era mm. momo. We'll get to that later on. Yeah, and 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 into some of the um, maybe some of the grammar stuff that yeah. I know some people find absolutely fascinating. Yes, but a o hangu. Yeah, at, at this time of the the day, we want to talk about something else, which is still tereo. And we were talking about some of the expressions, I guess, that have become popular. And through lots of use, they've become normalised, I guess. And we're talking about some things that we've been reading on Facebook and some of my previous posts. <laughs> and we thought we'd talk about, the first thing we talk about was... Kia ora whanau. Kia ora whanau. Kia ora ma. Kia ora ma. <laughs> now, when we use this expression, kia ora whanau, we're saying hello Whānau or hello family. But it's not really a correct way, or Māori way, I should say, of using the word whānau. But I think it's because we use it in everyday language that's become a. It's normal. Yeah. It's like. So we like just like chuck the chuck a fano in there, chuck a fano in here. But um, fano <laughs> is a group, and you know, as a term of address before a group, you would put in before a ete. So instead of saying kiora fano, should be kiora ete fano. Kiora ete fano. That's not so hard, is it? Ete fano. <laughs> And two more little words. Exactly. And to remember that, I mean, if you think about iwi, you wouldn't say, kia ora iwi, <laughs> unless the person's name <laughs> yeah, was yeah, iwi. Yeah. And you wouldn't say, kia ora ropu, <laughs> which means hello, yeah. uh, greetings hello. to you, the group. You'd yeah. say, kia ora e te ropu, uh, You wouldn't say, kia ora ropu. And it's the same with whanau. So that's going to be our first little... Listen to everybody. If you're going to say kia ora whanau, no, you're not going to say kia ora whanau. <laughs> you're going to say kia ora e te whanau. Kia ora e te whanau. Not too hard. Yeah, not Pretty too hard. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. But it's those, um, like the ete in this instance, 
ako these things in there na me itsi nga de henui so they're the yeah. little big things yeah hard up and changes the whole yeah sentence yeah and i and i think like depending when you get you might get some funny looks if you do the kilda fane <laughs> and by um using our real properly you show your respect and reverence for the language even though it's an informal saying kilda mm-hmm. fane it's not something you stand up on the marae and say it might be something you use after you've met everybody after the formal greeting say when when some other instances you'd use i remember when i was at kura i heard it all the time yeah our teachers kafane yeah or anybody get up at kura in front of the kura mm it was just it's everywhere yeah we can bring it back yeah to 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 the roots i guess and um I I know that language evolves mm. and moves with the times. Yeah. But there's some things in our real the tikanga in our real that we need to keep and hold fast to and kyora etefano is one. It's one of them. I think another one that really really gets up my nose and I used to say it all the time. Why it gets up my nose <laughs> is because I think people use that out of context. Oh uh, yeah. And it's um aroha mai. Oh, yeah. I use I use that one heaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me a while to strike that one yeah, from yeah. my um vocab um aroha mai. And I know we use it in place of sorry, and I know some of you may have heard the word fakapaha, which which has become popular over the past Apologies. Yeah, yeah. Which is more uh, it's more fakapaha and it's an expression or a sound that you make when you're showing compassion towards someone or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where that yeah. word fakapaha comes from, but now it's become a kupu we use to say sorry. Yeah. Um but back to aroha mai. Um yeah, we use we use aroha mai. And aroha mai, if you were to translate aroha mai, aroha mai means feel sorry for me. Sorry for me, eh. Now, if you've gone and stuffed up <laughs> You know, why should the person feel sorry for you cuz it was your mistake. It's your fault, eh? Yeah, it's your fault. You done that out. <laughs> uh and kite hoki aku fakaro kiteta o aku kuya. And she was she was pretty neat this kuya. Tino kuya nei, but yeah. she was she was onto it. And um tetahi wa e korero rero ana maua and we were talking about uh fakapapa. Uh fakapapa cool. of yeah. now fane. And um anyway as I was as I was sort of reciting some of the names um she sort of like pulled me up because I got a couple, I got a name wrong. Oh uh, yeah yeah. And I I said to her, "Oh, I just sort of came out, you know, naturally. Oh, aroha mai." And she looked at me and she says to me, "Me aroha kite aha." E me aroha ukito he kore rawatu. Oh gee. And it was there that I sort of like the penny dropped. Yeah, yeah. Ihina tore. Ah. Ihina tore. So she said to me, "What am I to feel sorry for? Should I feel sorry for you making a making stuff a up, mis- making yeah. a mistake? No." Right. And so she said to me, and I was very I was a teenager then. Mm. When she said that to me, and ever since then I've stopped using aroha mai out of context there are times when you you when you can use aroha mai yeah, yeah. when you want someone to feel compassionate about say maybe something that's going on with you ne 
Yeah, nah. I'm definitely one of those ones who's aroha mai all the time. Yeah. Me taku mōhio hehe, engari kua toka. Yeah. It's like, it's stuck at the moment. Yeah. So it's making a conscious effort to stop that. Oh, I'm going to pull you up now. Yeah. Every time I hear you use it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's some people listening that I've pulled up in the past. <laughs> Not like my nanny, though. Uh, my nanny, um, Te Arita Rita. Uh, but Aroha Mai, and then sometimes to even add, you know, they do that. Aroha Mai whānau. Oh, we're back to square. <laughs> Firstly, it's Aroha Mai e te whānau. And actually, it's... So what would you say, Tadiao, if you made a mistake or you, something was wrong because of your doing? How te kupu? What, what, what do we say? What do we say? Tātou um, paitera. Ai. <laughs> I think... I think Māori, um, the Māori way of thinking. It depends on context. Yeah. Yeah. So one could be um, motakuhe. Ah, yes. Motakuhe, motakuto, muri. Yeah. So that's not, and, and motakuhe is our way of acknowledging we've done something, something wrong. wrong. And it's actually how you say it is where the, um, where you hear the tone of of you being sorry for what you've done, yeah. but you don't act. You're not actually asking for them. You're not actually apolog. You. You're yeah. not actually apologizing. Yeah, you're actually acknowledging you've done your something mistake, wrong. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'd say, uh, uh, if I'd done something, and you know, I'd say, oh, motaku mm. and how you know, and if I was to add the uh, yeah intonation, I'd yeah. say, motaku and then the, the the person who you've said it to can hear that you're sincere yeah. about what you've done was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All in the tone, eh? Yeah. Another way is nokutehe. Yeah, te rereketanga nga meirua. Good question, Tariel. She's asking <laughs> what the difference is between motakuhe and nokutehe. I think they're both an acknowledgement of... Um, Something that is your fault that you've yep. done wrong. Um, I think one's the ownership. So noku, mm-hmm. let me get into a bit of grammar now. Yeah, <laughs> um, is um, act emphatic, but it's saying you actually own what has been done, yep. and it's in the all categories. So noku te he, it, it's it's noku, not yep. naku, and that's another little mistake I hear sometimes. People mm-hmm. say naku te he, yeah, trying to say. That that's my fault, or it's, that's my wrongdoing, I suppose. So they say nakute, but it's always always nokutehe. Nokutehe. So you've got motakuhe and nokutehe. So those are two ways you can express. I'll definitely be using those from now on. Yeah. Try cut out the aroha mai and aroha mai fano. Yeah, aroha mai fano. <laughs> Me aroha kiteha. Yeah. So motakuhe, nokutehe. Cool. There's a time when you can use naku, but um, and this might be a bit tricky for some of you, but um, just just so I can provide a bit of colour to this kōrero <laughs> and how you use naku, you'd yep. say naku i he ai. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah naku i he ai. And that's different again. What that means is naku i he ai. It's because of this, because of me, me it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's different to naku te he, which mm-hmm. means that. Um, what is incorrect belongs to me. So um, those are some of the um, sayings, I think. Ahakwa he Henry. Yeah, and and 
if you think about it, they actually expressions you use every day. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, and kwa, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's aroha mai, it's karafano, yeah. it's in the kura, it's in the kohangareo, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and it's our responsibility to get it right. Yeah. But, you know, in saying that, listening to our punua paho here, if you hear someone say, aroha mai whanau, you know, don't jump straight on them here. It's not aroha mai whanau. It's how you correct somebody as well, because we want everybody to have positive, yeah. a positive yeah. experience with our deal. Um, so it's how you go. It's not necessarily, and this is my mother's favorite saying. It's not what you say. It's how you I say, say it. it. Yeah. So um, you know, if I was to help somebody in their te reo Māori journey, and that's how you look at it, you want mm. them to be speak the Māori. Speak. As I say, you want <laughs> them to the speak Māori. the Māori. <laughs> <laughs> you want the language yeah. to be correct, and in doing so, you're respecting the reo and our mm. tupuna, our ancestors. So you do it in a respectful way. You don't want to takahi their mana. Yeah, yeah, and don't want to what we call... scared or mm. not want to keep going. Or patu wairua. Yeah, yeah. So maybe wait until afterwards. Yeah. And when you've got a, a bit of um, an alone time, perhaps when you're having a cup of tea and not have a sip of mine. <laughs> um, yeah, and... You know, just say it in a in a in a non-threatening way, in a sort yeah. of safe way. Don't do it in front of a heap of people because then you don't want them to get fuckama. Yeah, harder. They'll get embarrassed. Yeah. So those are some cool things, and it's practical material that we yeah. use every day. So every day. Recap them, Tadio. So please stop using karafano. Just add in those two extra little words, kaura e te and you'll get it all good. And second one, aroha mai. Start trying to use motaku here, noku te here, nakui hei if the context's right. And yeah, those are our few kōrero for today. Kōtereo ki atika, kōtereo ki arere, kōtereo ki Māori. So welcome everybody to our guest speaker, Kōrero Te Otera, segment of Taringa. And actually he's just not long got off the... I nearly said spaceship here. Because you're a star man, te tangata ona fetu, but he's just not long landed from Murihiku. So myself and Tariao te anga are here, and we're going to be talking to my good mate here, Dr. Rangi Matamua. Kia ora e Rangi, nga mihi nui kia koe. Nga mihi nui kia kōrua. Now, you've been doing a lot of mahi around um, te iwa o Matariki o Matariki the, the past few years now. And um, everybody's been following it closely, or well, I have. <laughs> and um, we've had the honour to work with you, Te Wanonga o Te Roa. I thought it might be good if you just sort of give a bit of a kōrero about your experience, really. E roto i te ao nga whetu, uh, Māori star law and things like that. And yeah. Too much, bro. Well, te nga kōrua. I suppose it's, I'm really lucky having the link with the Wanonga, actually, because it's helped getting the knowledge out there, you know, disseminating it. So I've been pretty lucky with um, the knowledge that I was left behind by some of my ancestors and my grandfather and some of the research that I've done, it all seems to line up um, and in the last couple of years, 
been going around trying to share that knowledge. So just, you know, talking to different groups and I see got it's really, you know, it's real full on at this time of year. So I thought to myself, ooh, I know what I'll do. I'll put it on YouTube and write a book and then people will stop asking me to go and talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> oh, it's gotten worse. So, yeah, it's it's been really good. I think Māori are hungry for it, eh? Mm. And I think because mm. it's connected to virtually everything, you know, navigation, planting, fishing, whatever, but particularly it's connected to um, our spirituality. Mm. I actually think Māori and a new generation of Māori are quite interested and hungry to re- revitalise our traditional spirituality, you know, feeding stars, honouring our traditional latua, um, doing those practices, I think it's it's going to grow and have a more modern space in Aotearoa going forward. Yeah, hard out. I was waiting for something deep and philosophical yeah. to come out. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Bray, you talk about the um, matariki now, and I know nowadays, and it's really, really cool, because say 20 or so years ago, if, if you said matariki to anybody, they'd say, mata what? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knew about Matariki. And um, now, of course, we've got kite flying days and we've got breakfast. They're, you know, they're dime a dozen or diamond a dozen is one of our mates would say. Maybe you have a kōrero about um, what did we used to do? What did Māori used to do to observe or celebrate the rising of Matariki? Yeah, I think the whole idea of what I've been trying to do in the book is I think it's fantastic what people do, you know, the councils and all the kura and doing things to celebrate Matariki and it's it's so cool that we're reviving that, you know, and it's becoming just a normal part of who we are. So Matariki's got to, because it's from here, it's got to be more connected to us than some fat guy in a red suit with flying reindeer, right? <laughs> Who gives presents out made by magical elves. I mean, that's, um, at least Matariki's from here. And I think it's really cool, but I've been trying to push, I think, for a more acknowledgement of the traditional stuff. Mm. You know, so we don't forget while we're celebrating with komatua balls and breakfasts and kite flying, we don't forget the traditional origins. So my understanding is our ancestors would reset their maramataka year based on the rising of Matariki. So Matariki is part of a lunar calendar tradition, not a solar calendar. What's a lun- What's the lunar calendar? Well, for loony people. Yeah. Well, actually, the word lunatic <laughs> comes from lunar. The lunar calendar. Do you go with the Because you know, the our, uh, all peoples around the world understood that the lunar faces affected people. Mm. So most traditional cultures uh, right across the world uh, followed the lunar phases mm. and it was based on a 354-day calendar year. That's how many phases there are in, in a year, whereas the uh, solar um, calendar, the Gregorian calendar, is based on a 365 and a quarter day year. That's how mm. long it takes us to go around the sun. 11-day difference. Mm. So in three years, we're a month out. And right. so... Um, what they would do at this time of year is they would wait for the alignment of Matariki to the Tangaroa moon before mm. they would celebrate Matariki. And because Tangaroa. So we've, we've been... Tangaroa have a good So what we've been trying to do, you know, we've been trying to smash, smash that calendar, the Maramataka Māori, mm. into the solar calendar and say, Pipiri is June. Pipiri is right. not June. Pipiri follows the mm. lunar phases. 
So we're usually too early. <laughs> we're having these awesome celebrations and it's not even in the sky sometimes. Yeah. And the other problem is, is, you know, you don't celebrate the whole month traditionally because there's nights in the month like kore kore and kore kore and fido and tamatea. Those aren't good nights to be doing stuff like that. So they would wait for the time and then they'd do a, a particular ceremony where they would... um read the stars, they would release the dead of the year and, and feed Matariki. And, and that's something I'm hoping that we can kind of bring back, eh? Mm. Why did they choose the paw of Tangarua to look at the stars? Because that's when the lunar phase rises to its most pr- productive and prosperous time of the lunar calendar. Oh, okay. That's when things are good. And right from Tangaroa, the first Tangaroa, there's four Tangaroa nights and it goes to Orongo, Otane, and it ends at Mutu Whenua. So it's about a seven, eight day period, depending upon the lunar phases for that year that you celebrate. And then you finish at Mutu Whenua, you don't celebrate in the fetal. Right. Otherwise it's fetal might turn up to your party. I just had to put that, um, you know, the old Darth Vader breathing in there. Now, Eho, seven stars, nine stars. Okay, I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this. Kayakwe te tikanga. That's honestly what I think. I'm not about to say um, um, seven stars or nine stars. My grandfather in his uh, manuscript in the year 1898 records nine stars and mm. positions them where they are and says why they're there. Mm. The only person that has recorded seven stars, and this is funny, you know, I hear a lot from different people that say, no, we have seven stars here, seven stars here. And I've been looking for a record of those seven stars in those iwi, and there isn't one. Mm. The person who recorded seven stars was another mātātua gentleman, Hamiro Pio, gave those names to Best. And because Best put them out, Mm. everyone's saying seven stars, seven stars, but there's no reference to seven stars other than Hamiro Pio. Um, You know, so I have nine stars. Um, I've been laughing. I was saying in Christchurch last night, I think if I was a Pākehā, I think people would probably accept it a little bit more other than me being Māori because Mm. they think, no, that's a Tūhoi version. Well, then, you know, the seven stars is a Ngāti Awa version. Mm. You know, it's it's because I think best put it out that Māori, we're, we're, we're unusual people sometimes. Yeah. You know, we're quite willing to accept the Pākehā saying it, but not another Māori. Mm. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. But nine for me, they've all got a purpose, all got a reason. And I'm very grateful that you coined the phrase te will matariki because that's, that's awesome. That's, that's starting to blow up. Mm. I yeah. think that's awesome. I think what a lot of people don't know is regarding, you know, yourself and there's some things they shouldn't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it gets to Matariki time and everybody's into the stars and Matariki and then when it's over, that's it. But um, I know for myself, knowing you, is that, you know, you follow the stars and the moon through the whole year. So it's not just uh, it's not just Matariki time that, you know, you're looking at the fetu. And that's, that's probably something people don't know about you. They just think, oh, he's just researching and, you know. But um, it's, it means the, the Māori star law is imbued within you because of your, your kraua mm-hmm. and you have a passion for it. Yeah, um, I mean, like, um, Matariki is one star of a thousand, mm. you know, and so we're just so fixated on Matariki because of the, uh, it was such an important star. And um, there's so much, you know, information going on about Matariki. 
and it has blown up, but yep, it's one of a thousand. And I think there is a big difference between people that practice and people that study. Mm-hmm. As you know, yeah. you know, hey, you can study something until the cows come home, but it's only until you start to practice it that you start to realise that practitioner knowledge is something completely different. But yeah, I, I'm, I spend quite most clear mornings, you know. <laughs> I was outside uh, one morning uh, standing by my tree watching different star clusters and my neighbour was goes for an early walk <laughs> and I was leaning next to the tree. <laughs> she, she come past and I Oh, she? Yeah. <laughs> she come past and I went, Kilda. She goes, ah! The dog started barking at me. She goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, looking at stars. She's going, ho. What are some of the traditional practices around Matariki? The umukohukohu fetu, so cooking a, a, a kaifo for Matariki. Mm. And when it rises, just before sunrise, you uncover the, the oven and the steam rises and feeds Matariki. That will ensure Matariki will come back to you year after year and bringing you all the goodness for the next year. Mm. I, I reckon that's the easiest one to do. Mm. You know, that's the easiest way to acknowledge Matariki uh, is to go out and cook a kai and feed that star. And the other big one, and the one we forget all the time, is farewelling our dead. Mm. So I think uh, when Matariki would rise, they used to um, call out the names of the people that had died for the year gone by. And you'd actually call their names out and, and weep and cry and, and remember them because that's a moment that they get cast into the sky as stars. Mm. Oh, I think that's such a cool thing. Mm. What happened, eh, is when colonisation, it's, it's pulling back all the layers of colonisation because that's just so imposing. We don't realise it, but even as Māori now, we live as Westerners. We don't have that connection to the environment because when we're hungry, we go to pick and save. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I'm a countdown piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's who we are. Uh, we don't need that environmental knowledge, well, so we think. Mm. And so, you know, it doesn't mean as what it used to. It's not about our survival and we've, we're estranged from our environment. Mm. And so going back to our environment, I think, is that's the holy grail for me. Yeah, The holy grail for me is, and I think it's the future of Māori uh, knowledge, is the interface that exists between traditional knowledge and Western science mm. and okay. working in that space because our knowledge is science. Mm. You know, you don't travel that ocean that big and not know where you are and what you're doing. So I think if, if we can weave those two spaces together, there's benefits for us. Yeah. So for me, I think that's it. And, you know, it may seem really weird to people that we're feeding stars and mourning our dead <laughs> when the stars rise. Mm. But um, being involved in that process, it awakens something else within us as Māori. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, that spiritual dimension that without upsetting the whole of Christianity, mm. but we have been um, suppressed by the colonisation and the colonisation in terms of religion. And I think by stripping that back, that reconnects us to who we were in our environment. Mm. And it may seem weird, but, yep, I shed a few tears when Matariki rises Mm. for remembering those who have died in the last year, and I feed it. Mm. Then have a big party. (laughs) (laughs) Kia ora, well, uh, just (laughs) reflecting on the, um, you know, people might think it's weird and heathen and pagan. We practice ceremonies and, and things and, you know, celebrate festivals that aren't ours. We've made them ours. And because they've been normalised, such as Easter and Christmas, things like that, you know, it's normal. So I think, you know, a lot of what, what you're doing, the mahi you're doing and we're doing is getting people to believe in what our tūpuna done. And as you said, reconnect with um, those rituals 
that our tupuna uh, performed. And yeah, in essence, it's about uh, reviving Fkaro uh, Māori, Tirohanga Māori. Yeah. Well, if you look at it, you know, you think it's weird. Feeding stars, how weird is that? Well, how weird is it following a rabbit that lays chocolate eggs? <laughs> What's it about? But this has just come part of our normalised culture. I'd like to think Matariki could be that. Mm. Mm. The other good thing about it, it doesn't have connotations, you know, when you say treaty, you yeah. know, yeah. straight away, there's just, you know, you're just wanting more and it's just yeah. all about that and it just becomes a, a fight. Yeah. But if you say Matariki and winter solstice and celebrating the year, well, everyone understands that, you know, mm. so it doesn't have that um, tension. Mm. Yeah. But in saying that, it'd be good to kind of do it when it's in the sky at mm. the right time and, <laughs> yeah. and revive some of the traditional stuff. Kia ora. And in saying that, um, I think we've given everybody a taste. E mihana kia koe te hoa. And if you want to know more, I'll promote <laughs> uh, Rangi's book, Tana Puka Puka, uh, Matariki... What's your book called again? <laughs> Matariki, the star of the year. Star Matariki, the, year. the star of the year. Coming out in Māori and Mahuru Māori. Cool. Ooh, coming out in Te Reo Mahuru, Mahuru Māori. Um, e mihi ana e hoa. And where can you get the book from? Wikools, Paper Plus or online with Huia. But it's actually sold out twice in six weeks. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to another, the third reprint in under two months. So it's been a little bit crazy, really. But yeah, keep buying it. Kore ari karika ngā mihi ki a koe. Kia ora tariā. Tēnā koe, tēnā tātou, tēnā koutou e te iwi a i o koutou taringa. Um, thanks for joining joining us. And um, um, Rangi will be catching his spaceship very soon. And we we enjoyed um, having our kōrero-reo. E hoa, e mihi ana e taunaki ana e nā, e nā mihi a, a, a tariau ki a koe, tariau te whetu. Um, e mihi ana ki a tātou katoa, uh, tēnā tātou. E ora. Uh, kia ora no tātou, welcome to Waiata of the Week, where we will present to you some of those old-time greats, such as Tayaroha. So Tayaroha is this week's Waiata, and this Waiata was, there's a bit of history with this waiata that not many people know about. It actually sprang from a whakaro while Kiritsirau Tangata was carving the Farenui at Fairfield College. And from what I remember from what Kiriti told me, while he was iaia whakairo ana i te whare, ka pupu i roto iaia te aroha. Oh, man. Yeah, so he was carving the whare and he was just overcome with emotion. Um, with aroha for the whare and I think the kōrero in the whare there's a big big connection with with whare tupuna and and, and a house I mean you think of your home um, well I'd hope you think loving thoughts <laughs> um, and and he had all these emotions and he wrote them down like a poem I guess and he gave them to Papa Farehuia, Farehuia Milroy and he asked Papa Farehuia to put kupu Māori to his kupu Pākehā. And I know a lot of people, we, we acknowledge Farehuia as the composer of the waiata, but that's a bit of backstory. There's a bit of a marriage there between the kupu Pākehā and the kupu Māori. I've seen the kupu Pākehā, the English, and even though it's written in English, the philosophy behind the words is Māori, is Whakaro Māori. 
Yeah. So, Farihuya, Papa Farihuya, he put the kupu Māori, the, the Māori lyric, and then Kiritsi took the waiata, and then some others contributed to the rangi oh, cool. of the waiata. And a waiata was born, and it's probably one of the most popular contemporary waiata. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Not and just it, in Waikato. Yeah, it's a it's a nice sort of go-to waiata for all situations. I mean... Any occasion, eh? Yeah. And I mean, love, I mean, aroha is universal. It seems to be one of the um, waiata that Te Aotearoa has an affinity with and likes to claim. And even when, actually, before I even found out, because I used to only hear the wānanga sing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was um, Te Wānanga Aotearoa that popularised the waiata. And so I always thought, oh, it's a wānanga song. A wānanga song, eh? Te wānanga Aotearoa. But, um, you say that's the whakapapa of the waiata. Sit back, are are mai o koutou taringa, and listen to Tai Aroha. We're coming to the end of our first episode of Taringa and I'd just like to thank everybody for listening. Just a quick overview on what we talked about today. So kia ora whānau, kia ora e te whānau, aroha mai, motaku he, nō kutehe rānei and that beautiful waiata, tai aroha. Next week is iwi o te wiki. Our iwi o te wiki will be Ngāti Ranginui, Tauranga Moana and Ngairo Eduera come in to talk to us. A little bit about the Hitori, Etahi Pura, Kaupea, maybe some Fakatoki from Tauranga Moana from Ngati Ranginui. Tēnā koe. E tau, e tau toko anau i a Tariao. 
and we've had fun presenting this first Punua Paho <laughs> podcast, Taringa. And happy Matariki to everybody. Tēnā koe This is the week of Matariki. Oh, the Knights of Tangaroa are upon us. Um, so happy Māori New Year to everybody. E mihi ana kia koutou katoa. I'd just like to thank Dr. Rangi Matama for coming in and speaking to us today as well. E kore arikarika ngā mihi ki aia. Just thankful that he came in to talk to us today about Matariki and hope everyone has a great week. E kona maira. Te rā wuki. Fuckorongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Kou papa relevant, kou papa out of bounds Kou papa exigent, kou papa paramount Nā kona whakapiri mai ki te Kou papa tino whakahira hira Fuckorongo pi karikari mai Hare are mai, o taringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani kani move that body Taringa he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai. <laughs>